1 Corinthians 9, 1. The interesting thing just was interesting to me, but if you, if any of y'all use the Bible Gateway app or online, um, they actually have a typo on 1 Corinthians 9, 1. Um, online. I was surprised by that. I thought they had a computer program that could fix that. <clears throat> anyway, so it, it's good to, to make sure. <laughs> uh, the title of this message is Am I Not Free? The title is Am I Not Free? And that's what we focused on. Short message, not as long as this, this morning. We do have a short business meeting following this short message. But as I told you before, I've decided I want to have a, a sermon even on uh, business meeting days. I guess unless we had just a lot of stuff to deal with. 1 Corinthians 9, 1. <clears throat> Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? Four questions here. But this one I want to focus on. Am I not free? Again, Lord, we, we ask for your working as only you can do. For your glory. In Christ's name. Amen. So am I not free? The simple answer to the question is, yes, Paul is free. So are you. But that really isn't Paul's point. His point is what he does with that freedom. He says, am I not free? But I, this is what I do with that freedom. I've been given it. I've been given freedom. Freedom is a gift. The question is whether we can sacrifice that freedom for the cause of love. The context is very important here because both this chapter, the one before it, and the one after it all go together here. In the previous chapter, Paul addressed the issue of eating meat offered to idols. He assures us that the idol is nothing and can do nothing to the meat. Doesn't, they can't do anything to it. The idol has no power. If we want to eat it and it doesn't cause a brother to fall, it's okay. We are free. But what does Paul do with that freedom? He sacrifices it and he tells us we should sacrifice it for the sake of love, if needed. 1 Corinthians 8, back to 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 12. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. There's this liberty. But if any man see thee which hast knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when ye sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ." 
Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. It's actually sin. So this liberty of his is sacrificed for the sake of love. Because if you don't love, you're sinning. And he says he will do it as long as his brother needs it. Then he asked the question in chapter 9, am I not free? The answer is yes. Paul is sacrificed. He sacrificed being married, although I would argue that God gave him a family and son spiritually, spiritually. Gave him Timothy. He is free to marry. But he chose to not marry, to set aside his freedom. Go back to 1 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 4 through 6. I thought I heard rain. Okay, I don't. I think, I think Bill's windows are open. So, see all this stuff going through my head when I'm trying to... <laughs> okay. uh, <clears throat> so, 1 Corinthians 9, 4 through 6. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas? Or I only and Barnabas? Have not we power to forbear working? Don't we have the freedom to do all these things? So the Corinthians are all big on this freedom thing. I got freedom, but they're not being loving in it. They're unwilling to sacrifice their freedom for the cause of love. Yes, we have freedom. The question is, is how valuable is love to us? The apostle has freely given them the gospel. He sacrificed financially for them. He had the right to receive wages. But this doesn't absolve them of responsibility, but that isn't the point. His point is his love for them, laying aside his freedom. In chapter 9, go down to verses 19 through 23. If you're still there in 1 Corinthians 9. He says, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law is under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law is without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. He sacrificed a lot of things, a lot of his rights, his freedoms, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of love, the sake of his love first for God. His sake, he loved God and his word and the gospel, and he loved other people too. It's a wonderful example to follow. Did he have the right to tell the Jews that he had liberty and would not submit to their rules? Yes, and sometimes he did. But more often, he made himself under the law for the cause of love. This goes back to our Sunday school lesson. He had Timothy circumcised and also obeyed the synagogue rules, but he didn't have to. 
He sacrificed the culture he was comfortable with for the sake of the Gentiles. But notice that he makes sure you know it does not involve disobedient to the law of Christ. He isn't antinomian. He says, to them they're without law as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ. He always has to put those parentheticals in there because there's always someone that's going to grab something and take it out of context. Sacrifice the culture that he was comfortable with. He made many sacrifices. He didn't mow over those who had weak consciences. He became weak that he might gain those who were weak. The question we should be asking ourselves is not as much, am I not free? But rather, am I loving? Do I love the souls of men? Will I sacrifice my freedom if needed? He, acknowledge, he also acknowledges that the lost actually do sacrifice to the devil at times. We can't, we can't join them. We cannot be partakers of that. He isn't saying that there is never a time that it is evil to partake. A person may feel like they have freedom to drink alcohol, but actually joining with the heathen in their worship of alcohol is always wrong, no matter your stand on the subject. In fact, in their idolatry of anything, we should avoid the appearance of joining them in their idolatry. We cannot join them in their idolatry. We cannot be partakers of that kind of stuff. And there are, there are conscience issues um, I was told by someone uh, from Europe, they told me how that um, if people in the churches in Europe that he was, a, that, he was um, that he knew and fellowship with, if they knew that as Americans, we kept guns in our houses and even carried guns at times, he said they would be so offended. He said that in, in their consciences, guns are evil. He said, you have to be careful with them. He said, and he, and he, and he was telling me, he said, I'm, I'm careful with telling them about how things are in America, among the Christians in America, is what he's saying. Because I don't, we don't need that offense. Because yeah, people do die from being shot. Go to chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 19 through 24. 1 Corinthians 10, 19 through 24 says, What say I then, that the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own but every man another's wealth. As the Apostle Paul so beautifully illustrated, there is a time to sacrifice our rights and there is a time to stand against legalism. He illustrated this by the fact that he chose to circumcise Timothy and not Titus. We see that. He illustrates that point. 
There's a time. Now, I've had this whole thing that I'm giving to you, this idea of, am I not free? Yes, but I'm going to sacrifice it. I've had that rejected by some that I've spoken to about it. I said, there's a principle in the word of God. And I said, and they rejected that. And their argument was, well, that just meant, that just meant meat offered to idols. You can't apply that to any other area. You can only apply that. To, and so therefore, it's, it's kind of irrelevant for us. I don't, I don't think so. The problem with that view is that he, that Paul lists more than just his freedom. He sacrifices concerning meats offered to idols. He also lists getting married, getting paid as things. He will sacrifice for the cause of love and the gospel. You know, for some people, for some people, everyone's a legalist. Nobody genuinely has a conscience issue. You know, this way of looking at things enables them to run over everyone and not worry about being patient, kind, and loving. And, you know, and the other thing is, is maybe they're right. Humble as well, being humble. Just call them legalists. There, problem solved. No need to sacrifice any freedom that is mine, that is mine, mine, mine. I get it all. My freedom. My, my, mine. Is that the spirit of Christ? That's not the spirit of Christ. The scriptures say no. Philippians 2, 4 through 8 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Could Jesus have called 10,000 angels? What freedom does God in human flesh have He had the freedom to do anything he wanted, and yet he washed the disciples' feet. He allowed himself to be spit on. He allowed himself to be stripped naked and hung on a cross. He allowed men to take his life. He laid it down. Nobody took it from him. And yeah, he could have called 10,000 angels. He had the freedom to do that. So if we have to choose between freedom and love, let's choose love. You know, this life is short. This life's short. Now's the time to sacrifice for the sake of love. We want to be like Jesus. Souls are important and valuable. Am I not free? Yes, I am. Sometimes people aren't. Sometimes people have honest and godly reasons for their views, even if they go beyond. That isn't the point. You know, we have different views on music, going out to eat on Sunday, clothing, and many things. There are many people who are stricter on things than I might be, and I'm stricter on some things than others. 
But I don't judge people as being legalists. I think people have godly motives and godly reasons for those. I think they have right hearts. I think it's because they love God. We can sacrifice our freedoms. Just like Paul, just like our Lord, for the sake of love. You know, the prisons of Bible times were not like ours, so sometimes we have a hard time understanding how they worked. Sometimes people would put themselves in a prison cell with someone they loved in order to help them, in order to be with them. There were companions in bonds that made themselves that way for the sake of others. Now, whether Epaphras was forcefully put into prison with Paul or not, I can't tell. What I know is that Epaphras chose to go to Rome. Whether he was imprisoned while there or placed with himself with Paul, it doesn't matter. If he had not gone to Rome, he probably would not have been placed with Paul. He made a choice, whether directly or indirectly. It appears he sacrificed his freedom for Paul and ultimately, because he did it for the brethren, he did it for Christ. Are we free to weep with those who weep? I mean, that's pain, isn't it? Feeling someone else's pain. Are we free to to feel someone else's pain? When someone's going through something, do we say, I want to go through, through it with you. I want to sacrifice my freedom. We like that freedom easier just to walk away, isn't it? I love it that we have a people here that are concerned, that weep with those that weep, that care. Let's keep it. Because that's how people know we're his disciples. We're his disciples because our love one for another. So we're free and it's a gift to us so that we might sacrifice it if need be we can make ourselves servants for others for the cause of love am I not free? yes free to sacrifice like Jesus sacrificed when we sacrifice God wants us to be free How much do we want to be like Jesus? I think we want to be, I think we want to be like Jesus. I think that we love people. I think we love souls. We care about them. We care about one another. We care about the lost. We care about our lost family members. Let's share the gospel. Let's share the gospel with them. You know, people say the biggest reason that it's hard to share the gospel with family is because they can hurt us the most. They know who we are. And they say, yeah, I know who you are. Share with me the gospel. Well, all the, more, all the more opportunity to share with them how that, yeah, you're not looking to me either. You're looking to Christ, and that's who I'm looking to. To sacrifice our pride for a soul Let's pray. Lord, again, we, we 